You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is another Astros podcast. 1-0 to Healy, and that's lined in the center field. Racing in is Marisnik, headlong dive, and he caught it. Excellent play by Jake Marisnik. Able to take a hit away from Ryan Healy for the first out of the inning. That ball had no business being caught. Now they're runners at first and second. How big is that catch by Marisnik right now? And it'll be Robinson Cano pinch hitting for Maven. Base hit could tie it. 1-0. And that's Bloop. Shallow center field. Marisnik had long dive. He caught it again. Oh, my goodness. Jake Marisnik. Two diving catches in this inning. Two out. That is sick. Marisnik saving their bacon this inning. And many in this sellout crowd on their feet applauding Jake Marisnik's effort. Well, AJ, the highlights probably in yesterday's game was kind of a gut punch, but Jake Marisnik made it hard for the Mariners, at least, with a couple of brilliant catches out in the outfield. He did, and that's it's something he does. It seems like every time that he, he comes in the game or starts a game, he makes a, a dramatic catch somewhere, which um, at the time we thought was going to be a game saver for us. You know, a couple – Really key jumps on the ball. He, he reads trajectory very well. He sells out and does not want the ball to bounce ever in front of him. And, and um, you know, unfortunately, we couldn't have one more great catch. He would have had to get up pretty high on Vogelbach's <laughs> ball. But um, he's a difference maker when he gets in the game. I would imagine for the corner outfielders, they've got to be pretty aggressive to go back him up because he's going to leave his feet most times, right? Yeah, we know we know that going in, and, and guys know that he's going to sell out for a catch. Yeah. And, and, you know, more times than not, he gets it. But it – um, it's impressive to watch him do it time and time and time again. And, you know, every, when the sixth inning rolls around and he's not playing, I'm always turning to Joe Espada. I'm like, we got to get Jake in the game. we got to get Jake in the game. we got to get Jake in the game. He makes you look good when he makes great catches, and I, I should probably make sure he gets in in every game. Hey, can you give us an update on Josh Reddick, who came out of the game yesterday? Yeah, he's doing well. Um, you know, he's day-to-day and, and was texting me late last night and wanting to, to stay in the lineup. I chose to give him a day off. We'll hopefully see him in there tomorrow or at the very latest Friday. But he got evaluated, went through a battery of tests. Our doctors are encouraged. Um, you know, he, it's this time of year where everything hurts anyway, so I, mm-hmm. um, I expect him to be fine. Hey, you guys called up Kyle Tucker during the weekend. We haven't spoken about that, but Kyle had a, a great year in AAA, especially for his age, right? He did, and it's the reason he's here is to gain a little bit of experience. You know, hopefully we can win a bunch of games in a row and, and clinch this division and start prepping for, the, for a playoff run, and if that, that's the case, then some of these other guys will get some playing time and but Tuck has done a good job of, of, of just staying the course and developing every step along the way. I mean, one day in the big leagues, you'll learn a lot if you just keep your ears open, your mouth shut. And, and the way he played down in AAA warranted him to get the call again so he can soak up a little bit more Major League life. You get a chance to hand the ball off to another rookie, second day in a row for a rookie. Uh, very talented Josh James. What do you like most about him? Uh, most power. I mean, I love the fastball and, and – uh, but I love his demeanor and his poise. You know, I, I don't know how he's going to respond to to these games. And, and, you know, he's made about one mistake every game, but but he's bounced back from those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that shows me a little bit of maturity, a little bit of resilience. Um, it must be nice to have 100 in your back pocket. Yeah. I mean, that's about 20 miles an hour more than you had in yeah. your pocket. So yeah. imagine imagine if you throwing your hardest could actually, you know, break a pane of glass. For Mike Leake, he's not your typical 
sinker ball pitcher. I mean, he does just a, a little little something different almost every time he goes out there, and he's, he's got a way to try to execute. It's easy to call him crafty because he, he, it means he moves the ball around. He's got, mm-hmm. you know, six pitches it feels like and can do a lot of different things. He's a little guy, but um, he can pitch, and he knows, he knows how to exploit um, your weakness. You know, he reminds a lot of people of Grinky. He doesn't quite have the stuff that Grinky has, yeah. but, you know, you look up, and it's usually six innings. It's usually three runs or less. There's a... There's a competitor in there. He used to be a, a pretty good hitter as a position player yeah. in college, so there's an athlete in there. But um, he's tough. When If you if you don't know the strike zone, he's going to expose you. Brian McCann catching Josh James, and he caught him in AAA that one game. And uh, feels like he's the type of guy who can keep him pretty calm out there. Yeah, he will. And, you know, I think you know McCann can also get a, a sinker away from him for on leak and try to cool. do some damage. So I, I think McCann – um, is a perfect guy for a young pitcher. I mean, if, if anything, you never should shake him off. You're, he's always prepared. He's going to lead you down the right path. Uh, there's a ton of confidence that everybody has, and that's why he's last in the league for, for you know, a decade and a half. Hey, I want to look this up. I want to see if you've noticed this. A lot of times you guys win series despite losing the first game of a series. Have you noticed that? I, I do when we lose the first game. I always think, <laughs> hey, we're going to win this in the series the weird way. But, yeah. um, no, we have a good way of coming back after after a loss or two or – um, depending on what happens. We've had a really good month so far. Our guys are upbeat. Um, you know, it's all about winning today's game. You win today's game, you peel off the calendar. Nobody can catch you if you win. All right, AJ, good luck tonight. You guys, Sparky. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. The Houston Astros Radio Network. Marisnik had long dive. He caught it again. Oh, my goodness, Jake Marisnik. Two diving catches in this inning. That is Steve Sparks. Resnick saving their bacon this inning. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Miles Straw. Made his big league debut for the Astros a couple of days ago as a as a pinch runner and guy who had a really good season down in the minor leagues. Split almost evenly between Corpus Christi and Fresno last year and led the minor leagues with 70 stolen bases. Only caught nine times. What was the, the big key for you, not only to get all those steals, but also to be so efficient? Uh, just, you know, studying pitchers, kind of learning more how to run. Um, you know, not so much on, uh, you know, times and whatnot, but on, you know, just how the pitchers move, um, you know, and tendencies and, uh, just different things like that. How much of that studying of a pitcher's move comes before the game and how much of it comes during a game, whether you're on base or watching from the dugout? Uh, I'd say it's half and half. Like, a lot of the times I'll I'll go ahead and, you know, watch what they do before the games and we'll have reports on it. So, and, uh, you know, I like to personally see it in person. So when I see, you know, one of our guys get on base, I'll, I'll kind of lock in on what the pitcher's doing more than anything else, really, just because I know, you know, I get on, I'm running. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll watch from the dugout and, you know, learn most of it from there. Do you pretty much, in the minor leagues, that you pretty much have the green light all the time, except in obvious situations where, where no one's going to run? Yeah, every time. I mean, other than that, when when we're not supposed to run, um, you know, Rodney and Omar gave it to me. They, you know, they wanted me to go whenever I could. Was this the first time that you had that sort of green light, or was that the case in the past as well? Oh uh, yeah, that was a case in the past. It was. It's funny. I mean, in Greenville, we had uh, Sailor Sedano. He was always. He would yell from the dugout, tell me to run. So <laughs> it was funny. I mean, catchers would know I was running just because CC would. You know, he'd yell it, and um, you know, that's ever since then I've had the green light, and uh, you know, that's what's helped me become the base runner I am. As you go up level to level, do you find that you have to do more of that setting, that you can't just rely so much on, on pure speed because pitchers are better, catchers are better, pickoff moves are better? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I mean, they, they 
they have scouting reports. They study people. So, I mean, the higher you get, I mean, the better baseball gets. So, um, you know, they'll slide stuff. They'll, they'll be quicker for sure. So you definitely got to pay attention to what guys do, and uh, it's going to help a lot. Offensively, you've always put up pretty good numbers. I've always been primarily an opposite field hitter. Uh, did that Was that still your approach even this year as well? Uh, I think middle of the field, um, just more times than not, the ball goes that way. So um, I'll always think the middle of the field, you know, I got a few guys have talked to me about pulling the ball more. So, you know, coming in the spring next year, you know, I'll have, I'm not going to necessarily pull the ball every time, but, you know, keep that in my, my back pocket. Do you think pulling the ball is more about picking certain pitches, certain counts? Um, just be able to, you know, turn on the inside pitch more and, uh, you know, Bregman was telling me to get on the plate more and, you know, do more pull side damage. So, I mean, I think that'll help my game a lot if I can, um, you know, if I can get on the plate and, you know, hit some homers that way because uh, that's where the power comes. At what point in your life did you realize, hey, I'm I'm faster than most guys? Uh, probably when I was about eight or nine. When I was ever since I started playing baseball, I mean, I was always the fastest guy on the team and, uh, I mean, really have been ever since. So, um, you know, that's the one nice thing to be able to do is to run. So it's helped me a lot in my baseball career. You were drafted by the Astros in the 12th round, 2015, out of a junior college in, in Florida, where you're from. What was that whole process like for you? Did you Were there a lot of teams interested in you? Do you have an idea that the Astros were interested? Uh, yeah, I talked to our area scout, John Martin, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a good clues. It was really between them and the Royals, so um, I stayed in touch with him more than anybody. So I had a good feeling about the Astros, and uh, you know, sure enough, on day three they picked me, and uh, you know, it was, a, it was one of the best days of my life. Going into junior college, did you have an idea that pro ball was a possibility? When did when did it really click for you that that you could play this game for a living? Uh, yeah, I mean, I always believed that ever since high school. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought I had the ability deep down, and um, you know, sure enough, I I got to junior college. But I'd say after my first year. Going into my second year, um, started talking to some more scouts, and uh, you know they kind of told me you got a shot to play pro ball. So, you know I had a good year that uh, that sophomore season, and then uh, sure enough, I got picked up by the Astros following that year. And you know I've I felt like I proved myself every way. How much fun is it being part of a team that that's in the middle of a, a playoff race, and you're going to be asked to fill a pretty key role, obviously pinch run and in some key spots when when everybody knows you're trying to steal i mean it's it's unbelievable it's it's a dream come true it's i don't think i'd want to be on any other team than this team um coming off the world series i mean the expectations are high and you know like i said that's there's no other team you'd want to be with to kind of do with these guys a bunch of you know a bunch of all-stars you know a few hall of famers on this team so you know there's there's no other place i'd want to be Miles Straw, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Robert Ford. Back at the wall, looking up. A three-run home run for Jose Altuve. Steve Sparks. These fans are ringside at one of the best boxing matches they'll ever see. The Houston Astros on your radio all summer long.